Now, I am going to make coffee and hold the microphone really, really close to the grinder. Does mm-hmm. not sound like fun. Yes. Come close. Let me tell you a story of how your eardrums stopped working. <laughs> mop. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll actually mute it for you. So did anyone spend any of their XP? Because I did not. <laughs> I did. I commented on it in the troll book message thread. Yeah. Basically invest, invested a bunch of points into not dying, which is a very good expenditure of XP. Not dying is a useful skill to have. It's the, the actual last thing that happened. You met Gideon Argentos. <laughs> so when we get back into things, you guys are going to be talking to Gideon Argentos. So that's, that's going to be a fun time. Before we actually get back to that, though, then we're going to have a very quick detour back up to the, um, the research station where we, we're going to have a very quick sort of scene. Just have a little scene from the view of someone walking through the corridors of this research station. And right in front of them is a, a very, very excited tech adept, Garrus, the um, sort of designated greeter for the station. And uh, he, he is, like, doing one of the, like, walk backwards while pointing towards the person that you're leading sort of thing. And, uh, like, very excitedly babbling and, like, waving his hands, saying, like, I, I, I know it's my duty to welcome, welcome any guest to this station, but really I must reiterate how honored I am to host you in, in particular right here. I've, I've studied your theories of self-determinant evolution extensively, and, and, and I think they're absolutely brilliant. And if, if you have the time, I'd love to. And the guest sort of cuts him off in a sort of synthesized voice, saying, perhaps later, matters require my immediate personal attention. And then Garrus looks on, only slightly deflated, but says, oh, okay, what, whatever. Yes, whenever works for you, sir. And again, it's such a wonderful pleasure to have you aboard this station. And uh, this will be your room right here. He opens up a bulkhead door on the side and leads the guest into a small room. Just a, a very sort of Spartan void ship sleeping quarters. And it looks like there's a, a couple trunks of uh, like personal effects that are already in here. And Tech Addict Garrus lets the, the guest in and um, with a gesture of respect common among the Martian priesthood shuts the door. And the, the guest listens for a while as Tech Adept Garrus's footfalls recede down the hallway and then turns to his trunks and reaches out, pulling open one of the trunks. And as, as he reaches out, you can see his arms are clad in the robes of a tech priest. This sort of cogtooth pattern around the edge of the red robes is a lot more ornate than that of Garrus, uh, indicating a much higher rank. He reaches in and pulls out a, a vo- portable vox caster punches in a code to it and holds the headpiece up to the side of his face and says, uh, yes, Tabitha Wright, please give me an update on your current search situation. Spare no details. So we go back to you guys on the planet. Who's Tabitha Wright again? The faceless traitor. All right. Well, characters don't know any of this, but you can infer this person is the employer of uh, Tabitha Wright. Yeah, so back on the, the planet... You're looking down, uh, I think we're starting exactly at the same point where we left off, with Gideon Argentos just having uh, taken off his helmet dramatically when he um, greeted you guys, and was then tackled by one of his men and a new helmet forced onto his head. And so now he is lying in the dirt, still beaming through the helmet at you, reaching up to shake your hand. (laughs) So who wants to uh, react first? Not Zarkov, that's for sure. (laughs) I mean, for just an, as an aside, if if you want to say things in a social situation, I'm not going to like punish you for it. Like you, you are free to like talk and stuff. But what if I punish myself with my rolls? <laughs> I, I I won't make you roll anything unless you're like trying to actively convince 
people of something. But like, all right, then I I reach out and shake his hand. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> this is possibly the man you've met who is the most enthusiastic about meeting new people. He is a he's a special kind of outgoing. Extrovert to the last. Mm-hmm. How does Martin react? What a strange creature taking off his helmet in such a deadly environment. That's more what I'm thinking, I guess. Yeah. Beyond that, not really much. No outward reaction, then? Uh, not at this time. Okay. Tyrus is just highly suspicious because he was building this image in his mind of a great hunter, and <laughs> that image has now been smashed. And so he's like, where's the, where's the real Gideon Argentos? Even though he's never even met him, but he's already betrayed the, the picture of him that Tyrus has formed in his mind. Ketho is actually thinking the same thing and is looking around at the other group, at the rest of the group, trying to suss out who the real leader, the real mastermind is, the real hunter. Well, if you'd like to know the rest of the group, they all sort of like come over the log behind him, basically. Everyone's clad in some kind of hostile environment gear. There's a couple just regular armsmen. They're just the standard trooper that's accompanying them right now is wearing light carapace armor and carrying a bolt gun. And there's a two of those guys just sort of scanning the trees around them. The person who uh, actually tackled the dude to the ground is uh, similarly dressed, but has some kind of insignia on his shoulder pads indicating that he's in a leadership rank. They're wearing carapace armor that's actually got some like camouflage appropriate to the surroundings, but with silver on the shoulder pads. They bear the, the House Argento's crest as well. There's also uh, some kind of uh, tech priest in a uh, Mechanicus robes. It looks like he's actually heavily augmented enough. He doesn't really need any kind of helmet to cover his face. He's all just got like mostly bionic bits. Also, they have another person in a void suit carries a staff that has what Tyrus recognizes as, as a side focus built into it. So some sort of psyker. These are the only people present in that group. I give, like, Zarkov a nod to, like, start talking. Who among you is the best shot? I would know which one of you truly stands amongst you a hunter. Argentus is, at this point, like, slowly uh, pulling himself up to his feet. He says, Why, of course, I'm the finest shot on the whole ship! <laughs> Every day my practicing computer tells me so. Oh god. Uh of course, uh sir. Why would I ever doubt you? The um sort of officer his his title is Seneschal. I'll just use that. So the the, the Seneschal says like yes, Lord Argentos is actually quite a shot. He just took the shot that felled the beast running away from us. And uh, you, you can see behind you, from last time, there is a some kind of uh, creature that Argentos shot. He did put one round right through its chest and kill it in one hit. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he managed that at least. Fair to say. Can we see the gun he's carrying? Yeah, the, the gun Argentos is carrying. Ketho, you're actually probably the only person who would recognize this, but it is a, a very specific gun. Uh, on, on Skintilla, there are a number of forges that make weapons. Weapons are a, a large export of your home planet. And this is a Phycos Forge Nomad Hunting Instrument. It's a long, very large, big game hunting rifle of the highest quality craftsmanship. Phycos Forge makes firearms for the very discerning customer. These rifles are handmade, maybe a dozen a year. and sold to buyers directly so he he's got he's got a very nice weapon right there that's a gorgeous weapon you would know that they these weapons are specifically sold to people who intend to use them and not use them as a, a mantelpiece decoration i just i just like mumble to myself almost loud enough so everyone in the party can hear it's like oh my god he's the real deal <laughs> Somehow, Emperor it does be damned. Seem so, <laughs> yeah. Sir Gideon, where did you acquire that weapon? It's a magnificent piece. 
by this wonderful piece I got directly from Fico's Forge on Skintilia. It's you. He does definitely mispronounce the name of your homeworld. It is pronounced Skintilla. He says Skintilia. But yes, they had uh, an absolutely wonderful, wonderful customer service representative there who sold it to me. Got my name engraved on it and everything. And it has on the side, on like a nice silver plate, has like Gideon Argentos and flowing script with scroll work all around it. And like some like flowers around it as well. I think a hummingbird also worked into the design. I'm just taken aback by the whole thing. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh. These do not mesh. Okay. Well, I must say it's a, quite a surprise to meet such travelers out in the woods here. It's a very dangerous place for a stroll. Are you hunters too? And he sort of like leans in almost conspiratorially at that last bit. You could say that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I would say we are not as as esteemed as you are, Sir Gideon. Well, I thank you very much. We're here. We're definitely here because we like a challenge. Well, I'm just a hobbyist. Hobbyist, my ass. If you're here for a challenge, oh boy, this is the place for you. Such a wonderful biodiversity of creatures to hunt and mutilate. That, that's not actually what he says, but... No, just, I was thinking, uh... It's like, we were still under undercover when we were at their ship, right? Orc spores, right? So they probably... You think they know about that from radio contact? You have no way of knowing, but yes, you were... You just talked about orc spores. We could, uh... We could pivot. Well, I was also thinking we can just make up an excuse to get them to go deeper into the woods with us and end up in a firefight. Well, that's what I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking, uh, if we go with the hunter bit, he's very, seems very generous. Maybe he'll take us along to show us some pointers. But we have to find a way to get them to where we were going somehow. Like, maybe that's where the best hunting is or something, I don't know. Uh, but that sounds like something you'd have to try and do. Do we have a map of the planet? Yes, you would have a map of the planet, like a satellite map from orbit. Do we know the location we're going to on the map? Like, can we point it out? Yes. Yes. No, no one has bothered to, like, do proper cartography of the place because it's utterly inhospitable to human life. But, like, you have satellite images, which kind of help, but there are a lot of trees on them. Tyrus remembers a small detail back at the Aquila Lander. He steps up and says, "Have we? We're so I said we're hunters, right?" Correct. I say yes. Yeah, specifically, we're uh, on the hunt for a uh, Euphirian Titanosaur. Uh, Is that Euphirian? Euphirian Tyrannosaur. Euphirian or just Furian? Furian. Okay. Uh, like planet. Fear like the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrannosaur. Yeah, a Furian Titanosaur. Or Tarantosaur. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> you can also just say fuck Normosaur. Tyrantosaur. <laughs> yes. It's this well-known nickname, is the is that? Tyrantosaur or Titantosaur? <laughs> Ty Tyrantosaur. All right, quick, dirty little secret. It's just Tyrannosaur, but with an extra T. Yeah, I got it. Think of, think of, <laughs> think of Tyrant. Tyrant. Tyrantosaur. Tyrantosaur. A tyrant who that's doesn't shut up. World of 40k names. I was going to say, that's very applicable for 40k. Just words that we already have with a few extra letters on them. I'm being thematically consistent. <laughs> yes, I will take out our map and I say, well, our contact said we should be looking around here for this. Do you happen to know the way? Oh, if I knew the way to the Tyrantosaur, I would not tell you. You see, I have been on the hunt for a Tyrantosaur for the last whole day I've been down here. And it has burned in my soul for far longer than that. I just know it's around here somewhere. I can feel it. I look at my, my compatriots. Well, if he really has the intuition to locate beasts, I suspect we have a heretic on our hands. Well, it seems like a... <sighs> I start mulling over things. Uh, and I walk up to uh, Tyrus, turning my back to, to Gideon. And I, I whisper to, to Tyrus, 
take him aside and uh, let him know I'm only in it for the story, the tale, the bragging rights that we would tag along and support. And I would be more than happy to let him take the final shot. But I'm going to seem too proud. Ah, so you you can't tell him this yourself then. Correct. I go back to hemming and hawing. Hmm. Well, that's tough. I wanted to kill the Tyrannosaur. Hmm. All right. So um, I think I'd I'd have both of you. Does anybody, Zarkov, Martin, do either of you want to do anything to help sell this? The cell that we're hunting and that we're going to beat him to the quarry? Uh, to, to go along with um, the, the plan that Ned was talking about. Yeah, the, the plan is to sell him on, we want to go with him, but I'm going to pretend to be a proud noble who wants to kill. But Tyrus and everyone else is going to let on that. I would just go along just to have the story saying, oh, we killed the thing, you know, but he can actually kill the thing. Yeah, okay, that, that's fine. Yeah. You can sell that I'm not like a very good hunter or whatever, you know, basically just uh, sell that I'm there for pride. Because <laughs> yeah, if you'll recall, he had the very large plaque on his shuttle that is empty currently waiting for a Furian Tyrantosaur head to be mounted on it. He wants this. I, I can attest that he's not a good shot and that he needs me to make his shots for him. No, I'm kidding. Actually, that's, that's actually fine. Like, if we sell that, we're just happy to like help and provide support we're there just you know to tag along and be part of the experience rather than miss out completely but we won't get in his way okay okay and that we would also you know also play up like we would also just love to see him work because he's a fantastic hunter clearly i've got a good line for convincing him when we get to that all right so yeah let's let's um let's role play this out then yeah so we'll we'll start with um with ketho you sort of set things up well i just Man, I didn't know you were going after it. That's, uh, I really don't know. I just, give me a second. I got to think about what we're going to do. Sure. What we're going to, I start, oh, no, sorry. I say that to him, to ah, Gideon. okay. And I take the map and I start, and I step away and I start looking at it, you know, hemming and hawing and, and trying to figure out where it is and stuff like that based on the information that I have. You know, uh, Mr. Argentos, uh, just between you and me, uh, our comrade Ketho over here, he couldn't hit the broadside of a hive city. He's not really in it for the kill. He's more in it for the glory, for the war stories, you know. A thrill seeker. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, thrill seeking is well and good all on its own. And I also point to myself and say, and you can see for myself, I'm not even equipped with a long range weapon. I could, I hardly stand a chance of taking it out. Ah. Zarkov, were you sort of like trying to make this suggestion that... I was trying to make the suggestion that any long shot he actually need, like, you know, Ketho would need to make, he would uh, have me do rather than himself as I, like, you know, motion to my sniper rifle. Okay. And I, I only move hand if uh, Master is threatened. Otherwise, I, I care not. Yeah, okay. Just being able to say that he hunted with the mighty Mr. Argentos is more than G- enough. Gideon Argento. <laughs> Oh, really? You flatter me. And if this all else fails, I'll, I will warp his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrus, no, don't say that out loud. What? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> no. Un- unless you wanted to. No. But... Definitely not. <laughs> I'm actually curious what kind of info they have on, you know, what kind of scams or whatnot they might have done on the planet before they came down, what kind of information we could kind of pretend uh, we knew more about the concentrations of tyrannosaurs and uh, okay, um, potentially point them in the right positions. They, they do have, there's the other crew members there, so if while everyone else is talking to Gideon, you want to go and talk to, like, the, 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 the tech, tech priest, priest. Yeah. for example, yeah. yeah. You could do that. And yeah, ask about, um, yeah, lo- looking for for scans on the the density of tyrantosaurs and like how they're how they're finding things and that sort of bit. Yeah, I think the main thing ask off the bat is what kind of criteria they were using for actually finding their hunting spots. Why don't you make a uh, a logic roll, Martin, with no no particular bonuses or penalties? Feel free to like phrase out how exactly you ask the guy if you want. I failed somehow, even with a target of seventy one. Okay. Even with that, then then you sort of he's he tells you that uh they're actually kind of following well essentially Argentos' whims right now 
because they they had some kind of preliminary scans of the planet indicating that this is a likely area where we find large bioforms, the Tyrantosaur being among the largest bioforms on the planet. Argentos claims to have a uh, sort of a sixth sense about where exactly these creatures can be found. They, they've essentially been zigzagging back and forth for like, I suppose they've been here for like more like two days than one day at this point. Uh, but they've been they've been sort of zigzagging back and forth across the jungle in this general area for a little while, trying to find the Tyrannosaur. All the while, Argento's saying, "I know exactly where it is. It's just over that hill." <laughs> yeah, of course, we could always just pretend we had more information than them and point towards the power source. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we do actually have like scan data. I could potentially like flub on my um data site that we actually did get from the research station, you know, and so we talked with the tech adepts up there, which potentially are, they might consider more knowledgeable. Yeah, you uh, you did talk with the, the tech adepts, and actually, that that's very true. And you gotta, this since this was a research station, you probably even have, like, more in-depth scan data than the Rogue Trader's ship itself, because it's this thing's purpose is to scan. That's exactly what I was thinking. Just trying to think of how to phrase this. Yeah. If you want some time to think about it, we can go to the uh, the other sort of chunk of the party. Yeah, sure. So for, for what you guys have described, why don't um Ketho, you give me a deceive roll. Tyrus, you give me a charm roll. And Zarkov, give me just a, a ballistic skill roll to sort of all, all of you sell your part of the story. Thank the emperor, you said ballistic <laughs> roll. Gonna, are you going to make him roll fellowship? Dude? I'm going to uh, take a fate point on my roll. Okay. Preemptive oh, fate kidding. point. No, postemptive. Okay. Wow, not, none of us did very good. Uh-oh. I can also use a fate point to add 10 to it, right? Or you have to you Come re-roll. on! Oh well, my um, god! If you want to do the, the add 10 points to it, you have to do that before the roll. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it would only be a re-roll. Yeah. Well, I did better, but I was not very deceptive in my hemming and hawing. I'm going to I'm gonna also spend a fate point re-roll. Fuck it. Okay. Ah, not, not so terrible. Yeah. Matt, what kind of degrees of success or failure do you get? I rolled a 41 with a target of 27, so that's definitely a fail. Okay. How many degrees of success did you other guys get? I believe two. Ketho, how much did you get? A degree of failure. All right. So with that, okay, this uh, it's not quite enough successes to persuade Gideon to join you in like a big hunting party. But he does say like, well, you you do seem like you are, are also hunters after the same wonderful prize. So perhaps we can hold a friendly competition. And whoever it is, the group who bags this great creature first, will have the glory. And afterwards, we shall meet up for a feast. We can work with this. We can work with this. I stick out my hand and say, Excellent. Excellent. A competition. I stick out my hand. Most splendid. <laughs> and I give him a very long shake. Mm-hmm. He has a, a handshake very much like you're trying to, like, shake the hand of one of those inflatable things that flail up and down in front of a car dealership. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> very enthusiastic and very all over the place. I believe we should set the rules of this engagement and begin bright and early in the morning, starting from the same location. Yes. Ah, yes. It must be a fair competition. Indeed. Hmm. I think at this point, after overhearing that, I'd just be absentmindedly, well, at least to talking about, you know, like what we were planning to do with the other tech priests, you know, comparing notes and whatnot, talking about how we had had access to, you know, the data banks up on the station as well as like the scanning array and befriending the Magos. When you, when you mentioned that, he's very interested. His name is Chief Engineer Kantos, by the way. He was not able to let Gemina persuade him to use their sensor array. Okay. Uh, so th- this, is, this is new data to him. So yes, I definitely mention our, our target location as like the, oh, the hotspot. Uh, wait, wait. Hmm? 
Don't what? don't mention our target location in this case. Okay. Because we're going to do a competition. We want to leak it to them in a very specific way. Yeah, this is just the way I was thinking it might go about it. Like, but uh, I don't know what what do you have in mind instead? Well, now that we've that he's proposed this competition, the reason I had us set up, you know, say we have to set up camp and set up rules for a while is we can start planning and prepare like and pretend like we're not very good with hiding our information and have our plan for it. If we basically leak this information of where we want him to go to him, he'll just go in that direction because he hasn't found the beast yet. We have the only lead. We let him get a head start and we just kind of follow along. Yeah, you sort of like accidentally drop the stuff on the ground where he can find it, sort of a thing. Well, I'm not leaving my data slate behind. <laughs> or we leave a copy for him. You know, I'll make it very clear that he's not supposed to cheat, but we'll make it way too like tempting and easy for him. You know, at the very least, he'll look at our data. That that is one option, Martin. If you if you do want to talk to the engine seer and give him your data in case you um, want to have like two possible vectors to get that info to Argentos. You can still do that. Yeah, that actually be fine too. Yeah. I was just thinking maybe there's a way to like doctor it slightly to make it more convincing. Like, cause we, we do have like supposedly like a big hotspot right where we're going, but you know, it's for more of a power reading than a, uh, a bio reading. You would have time, if we're going to camp and spend the night here before we go off in the morning, you would have time to doctor it. What knowledge skill would you plan to use for doing that? Or, or another skill, if you have a, a case to make for any other skill that's not knowledge skill. I mean, logic would probably make the most sense. Or logic does this. make sense. Yeah, logic, I think, would be the most sensible. So you can make a logic test. Yeah, over a couple hours, any bonuses? Just a flat bonus. Because uh, minus 10 for something that's like uh, not really what a data slate's designed to do, but also plus 10 because you have a really good sensor data from the station. I'm going to preempt fate point then. All right. So plus 10. There we go. Good numbers. 45 on an 81. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do you also want to do the leaving stuff for him to find angle as well? Yeah. Okay. And during our planning beforehand, or our phase while we're waiting and making up rules, I'll start tipping off that we have something. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's heard the rumor that I'm a terrible shot, so I have to pretend like I've got some ace up my sleeve, you know? Yes. Didn't we have some way of tracking where they were, their, their party? Or was that we just got a location when we visited the shuttle? They gave you location and a comm code for, to contact the shuttle again, so you can contact them once more to get new coordinates. Okay, if we're gonna... I think we still have some of those tracking beacons. We could, like, leave it on the data site, whatever. I don't know, like, what kind of media would we end up leaving behind? I think that's probably what would be the best, right? All we need to do for his sake is leave a map, you know, marking out the coordinates that, or a path or the coordinates we were going to go to. You know, because you've revealed to his chief... Yep the more details so he'll get this tip and then your guy you know and the engine seer can basically corroborate them he doesn't need to know the specifics he just needs to know where to go yeah okay so i think i might end up giving that whole doctored package to the engine seer and then we can leave written material laying around for argentos himself yeah i'm gonna assume you guys have some like uh quills and paper yeah. yeah, like literally a map with like a big red X. <laughs> Tarantosaur here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I doubt just giving the the data to the engines here would be enough to convince Argentos to go off course because he sounds like quite the headstrong individual. Okay, if you're going to be leaving the sort of data around for him to find, I think if you have one among you make a sleight of hand roll to uh, leave it surreptitiously in a nice place where he'll find it. While all this is happening, I start talking to Mr. Argentos about the rules of our competition. Yes. Of which, of both being of noble uh, heritage, there must be many rules. Indeed. That is only proper. <laughs> okay. I take rules very, very seriously. So, yeah, you, you, you set down sort of like a 
what is it like at at the beginning of dawn you both go forward obviously no interfering with the other party that sort of thing yes if you're the first to engage with the beast uh, you get the first shot mm-hmm. clearly so if his team engages with the beast they get he gets the first shot at it if he doesn't down it then we get to intervene yeah we uh, decide on a mutual forensic scientist in case we both happen to shoot the beast within close succession <laughs> to figure out who shot the beast first and who actually killed the beast. Mm-hmm. Or if the bullet that shot the beast first would be enough to kill it. So we decide yes. on all of our third-party uh, people who will uh, you know, pull up, call upon in case of any kind of tie. If it's indecipherable, we'll uh, split the body in half. <laughs> Ah, the King Solomon solution. It's only fair. If we split the skull in half, he'd still be able to mount the head on his. I'd still be able to mount the head on mine, but it'd just be sideways. <laughs> yes. So you said sleight of hand? Yeah, roll a sleight of hand check to leave the um, information around for Argentos to find. Any bonuses, subtractions, or just rig? Plus 10 because you've got lots of leafy cover, so it's easy to do it. Oh god, Argentos almost catches me, probably. One degree of success? One degree of success oh, is god. enough. It doesn't get you... <laughs> you can't cut it any closer. Mm-hmm. If you spend one more fate point for one more degree of success, that'll be enough. Then I will see it done. Alright. So that, that gets you to the the right number of total degrees of success that I was looking for to have this, this plan go off. Argentos agrees to the rules that you set forth, Ketho. Excellent. You guys have traveled for like uh, mo- most of the day at this point. It-, it is basically time to set up camp. I imagine you guys have like a, a just like a tent or something to sleep. I-, I don't actually know if you have a tent. Zarkov sleeps in the creature they killed earlier, like a tauntaun. <laughs> well, I mean, wh- whatever it is, then there's there's enough people heavily armed around the place that you're not going to get eaten by stuff at night so you're probably fine how do you spend the rest of the the evening sort of le- leisure time before bed i don't know if they're playing regicide but i'll probably be on watch sarkov i'm not playing regicide. never sleeps I to, easy i have to focus <laughs> i have to focus on preparing for the hunt <laughs> tyrus so takes out the regicide board and starts playing himself where he, he looks for a woodland creature to play actually to play with the um the sergeant from earlier actually comes over and says, "Oh, I, I play, I play a bit of regicide myself as well. Mind if I join you for a game?" Oh yes, <laughs> yes, perfect. He introduces himself as uh, as Raymond, the seneschal of the ship, the man with the most stressful job in the entire Calixus sector, ensuring the personal safety of Gideon Argentos. So sorry, is this the psyker you said? No, this is the uh, seneschal. Oh, okay. The officer of the guard who right. shoved the new helmet onto Argentos' head. He's he's just got an extra helmet on his belt at all times. I'm ready to make a regicide check if you are. I am also. All right, so Tyrus breaks out his board and sets up the pieces. I roll a 48 with a target of 54. Come on, Sergeant. So how many to success? All right, so that would be one success. Okay, he's got two degrees of success. God. God. <laughs> as he wins, as he wins, I will cock my eyebrow and slide over. He's like, you are a worthy opponent at Regicide. I, I play sometimes with some of the other guards. Uh, oh, I am finally uh, tempted as the champion <laughs> Regicide player in the group to play you, if you are interested. Very well. And if you win, you shall have the proverbial crown of regicide. Yes. Oh, I don't believe this. You do realize that I actually <laughs> took, like, skill ranks in regicide, which is not an actual thing in the book. This is just a thing that, like, Eric and I came up with. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll for regicide. It's intelligence-based? Uh, yeah. <laughs> One degree of failure. Uh-oh. Sorry, it's all per my plan. He succeeded. Oh, Ooh, burn. You are an excellent player. We will mm-hmm. have to play again sometime soon. Emperor willing, we will have the chance. This NPC actually has surprisingly high intelligence. That's fine. I have now passed off the champion title to someone outside the party. Well, that must mean that 
as an amateur player, you can play with me again. <laughs> Perhaps, but you will never be the champion because now this outsider is the champion. Don't worry, I'll come back for him later. You don't have to travel halfway across the galaxy to play him again. Uh, I hope you do. You appear in a psychic projection in his dreams. It is your time! Face me in regicide! <laughs> yes. I'll have to get my astropath skills up. Yeah, um, any, anything anyone else wants to do uh, over the course of the evening? Anyone? Cleaning guns, mostly, I think. Yes, I go back to cleaning guns. Increase dodge to rank 3. Another 400 <laughs> XP. I have we just see you throughout the... Uh... The night just rolling around on the ground like randomly. <laughs> Wait, no. Is that just like someone just like spamming B in a video game? Just do your dodge roll over and over again? So it's known, trained, experienced, and veteran. So actually, it's 300 experience to get the experienced. So I could spend 700 to get veteran. So, yep, yep. Okay, we're doing it. All right. I can now dodge the world. Just say you can now dodge the world. Like everything, like the world could attack me all at once, and I could dodge it. You're standing on a planet, and another planet comes flying at you, <laughs> and you dodge. Yes, the planet. Both planets are destroyed, but Zarkov remains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he, he he nimbly hops onto one of the chunks of now spaceborne debris. Haven't you ever watched an anime? <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was thinking of. This is, yeah, I know. This is some <laughs> Dragon Ball Z shit. This is crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Emperor protects. <laughs> Seriously, though, what's the target on this thing right now, actually? So if I just zero mod. 80. 80. <laughs> Holy crap. I think your dodging is good enough now. You it's don't need thing. to make it any better. It could be better, though. But no, I, I think I just stand watch for the night, or at least a good portion of it. Or maybe the first portion of it. I don't know if we have watches. Sure, you have watches. Tyre offers to take the first watch as he breaks out a copy of Regicide Monthly. <laughs> he will have his revenge. All right. So yeah, if, if there's nothing specific left that you want to do, we can just rest for the night. I mean, I was thinking about snooping, but I don't. I don't think I should. No, we should. We should let them feel like they have the upper hand on us with all their snooping. Yeah, we should start talking loudly about. Actually, yeah, uh, before before there is anything, I have a powwow. It's like, all right, well, here's the map. This is where we're going. We're going to find this beast first. We're going to go as fast as we can. Well, it's like, are they on foot or do they have transportation like we do? They are on foot. Then I will make a point of saying, all right, so since we have transportation and they don't, what we'll do is we'll go in the opposite direction so they don't know where we're actually going. And then we'll double back and get ahead of them wherever they're going. Completely confuse them. They have no idea where they're going to go. And then I'm going to mount that Tyrannosaur head on my wall. And the rest of you will get the limb I've promised you. <laughs> it's you, you just gave him the little tiny arms. <laughs> yes. They're actually smaller than human arms. That's sad. <laughs> no, I, I don't... Factually speaking, I don't know how big a Tyrannosaurus Rex's arms are. But they're not very big compared to its legs. Anyway, yeah, so you, you want to do a little uh, juke for them. And, uh, and over the course of the night, then you guys notice there's some shapes moving in the darkness outside the uh, camp. Argentos' group, they, they had some like lights set up. I suppose it actually is a little fire because it does get pretty cold in the evenings. It took some doing to get the wet wood to light, but they, they did have a small fire going. And over the course of the night, you did notice, specifically Zarkov and Martin, noticed some shapes moving out in the darkness. You can't tell for sure what kind of animal they are. It is an animal of some kind, but the impression you get was of, as of a, a pack of wolves waiting and watching something. I make sure my sniper rifle is ready. Nothing, nothing happens overnight, but those shapes stay the whole time. That's a little creepy. Morning comes. Everyone, everyone is there. Everyone wakes up. Curiously, at this point, the, the shapes surrounding the, uh, the camp are nowhere to be seen. Everyone gathers to um, begin the hunt. Yes, I look fresh. I've got all my weapons out. I'm looking ready and eager as everyone else begins to uh, mount up. I look to Gideon and I say, are we all set on the rules? Yes. 
Yes, everything is decided, and it will be a wonderful hunt, I'm sure. Mr. Ketho, I'm so very glad I chanced upon you in the wilderness. This will be a hunting trip to remember. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. It will be quite excellent. I imagine Ketho has big mutton chops now. <laughs> I just I just drew them on this morning. Yes. <laughs> I say, will you do the honor, sir? Will you do the honor Indeed. of uh, firing the opening shot? It lifts up his uh, gigantic rifle into the air and says, Everyone? Are you guys all just gathering on the trike? Uh, I guess, yeah. I'm at least driving it. Mm-hmm. If Zarkov is driving, Tyrus gets in the back. All right. I'm just re- envisioning that idea you said where it's not really a trike, but just a gigantic motorcycle with just all of us in a linear line. I'd be, I'd be, I think I'll take the auto guns. As, as you guys are gathering, you hear... The Seneschal and the tech priests sort of conversing themselves like that the sort of data we've gathered looks like a promising start. Let's shepherd Gideon in that direction. <laughs> they have taken the breadcrumbs that you've left. Yes. Gideon's like, everyone, let's keep it clean out there and let's bring home the beastie. Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> And he fires off his rifle into the air. I leap on to the trike. Emperor, beat us all on our way, he says, as everyone takes off in the, the general direction that they, they want to go. Praise be the Emperor! They're, they're moving at like a steady jog. I direct Zarkov in the opposite direction so that we can separate for a little while. All right. Vroom. You go in the opposite direction. Vroom, 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 vroom. So you, you trike away. Unfortunately, as you begin to zigzag along the path for a while, you, you become aware of shakes moving in the, the woods on either side of you, very similar to the shapes that you saw last night. And soon the, the sound of howls and snarls reach you. Can I take my bolt gun out? Click clack. I mean, Zarkov is driving, but uh, what, what else does everyone do to prepare for... Um, well, you don't know exactly what they're planning, but they're running... And closing in on your bike. In the in this difficult terrain, they are keeping pace evenly with your bike. Tyrus readies his four staff. I'm on the twin auto guns. Let's um just roll roll initiative, everybody. Let's just cut to the chase. So I got an eleven, Eric. Seven for Tyrus. Ten for Zarkov. Nice. Minimum. Well, five. Yeah. Yeah, so the lowest I could have possibly gotten. It happens. Alright then. The various creatures sort of converge out of the trees, barking and yipping at you. There's some sign, sort of like canine analog creature. They have frills of colorful plumage running down their spine. As their mouths open, you can see teeth much more reminiscent of a serpent's than a wolf's. And uh, they're, they're sort of converging in towards the bike. Looks like there's two of them sort of generally ahead of you and two of them approximately equal on either side with you. They're closing in on the bike. You don't know when exactly they'll get there. There are more shapes still moving in the trees. Okay. Is it my turn? Uh, it is. Yes. Oh, excellent. I will aim at the one on the front on the right side, which will give me a plus 10. I'm going to use a half action for that. And then I will use my other half action to do a semi-auto burst at that beast with my bolt gun. What range am I at? Am I at point blank or am I at short range or standard? You're at short range. Okay. <laughs> yes. Eight degrees of success? Oh. Oh, that's a lot. I think all three of my bullets hit because semi-auto is for every two degrees of success. It does not dodge. Roll your damage on all three of those bolt rounds. Well, there's the first one. 15 explosive, penetration four. 10 explosive, pen four. And 13 explosive, pen four. The creature does not survive. <laughs> yes. Send a couple bolt rounds into the legs. Well, one into the leg, one in the chest, one in the head. And it just cartwheels into a tree and comes to an immediate stop with a big crunch. And it is not going to get up again. All right, I did my part. All right. Next is Zarkov. You're at the wheels. And you see ahead of you, there's two of these creatures moving in, kind of in like a pincer motion towards the front of this uh, car. 
by car i mean bike but yes so what what do you want to do can i maneuver away from them so that they can keep shooting without endangering us uh yeah how try and weave around them try and drop back try and swerve around the side of them you said they're coming out each side like kind of like a left and right kind of pincer movement right yeah so i guess i just try to juke them like you know juke one of them to the left like go straight at them then left boom Mm -hmm. hard burnout yeah all right make me a uh, operate test plus whatever the handling of your bike is i think it's probably something like plus 10 handling sounds good to me so yeah uh, operate with plus 10 oh gosh not so good how not good three degrees of failure at that point you might have to test to see if you go out of control i'm sorry boys Um, tires grabs on you you bought you all um, when you rested when you rested last night you regained all your fate points. By the way. Oh okay. Can I use, use one a to fate re-roll? point? Yes, you can use a fate point. Please don't make us roll. Can you sure my oh, head? Come on! Uh, one degree of failure. Okay, one degree of failure is fine. You don't do what you were intending to do. Like you try and like juke the thing. It, it like stumbles to the side a little bit but regains its composure quickly and continues chasing after you but uh you you don't lose control well at least that's good so um zarkov you're the one driving so the the vehicle's moving on your turn so you're snapping through um large fronded plants and bashing aside vines and such like as you go you you notice like in a, a little ways ahead of you, there might be like a clearing in the trees, foliage. It's making it difficult right now to drive, but you might be able to get some open speed if you are in a more wide open area. Do I, do I see one, like an open patch or just uh, lots of bushes? It's, it's coming up soon, but it's, it's not there yet. You have like another two turns of going through this stuff before you get to wherever the open patch you saw was. Roger that. About, above you, you hear like a thumping feet of a much larger creature. As you look up, you see that there's what looks like a much bigger one of these things leaping across like branches and stuff into the trees, keeping pace with your truck. Oh, God, your bike. I've called it a car and a truck. <laughs> it's a bike. It's, keeping it's pace a plane. With bike. Yeah. Tyrus, your turn. How far away uh, are these guys? The close ones are like 10 meters away. And how many of them are, are there total? Four uh, easily visible. Uh, actually, there's three because Ketho shot one of them. Damn right. I wonder if my psychic powers would work on them. It did work on that fear cat. They generally still work on animals. So, okay. I'd like to use Dominate. I have the ability, assuming that I stay at Psy rating 5, to actually use this on all three of them. Oh, boy. They're close enough, and I can have enough targets. Okay. So I'm going to use Dominate on all three of them. Okay. Six degrees of success. Yes. If these things all failed their willpower tests. So what does Dominate do exactly? The description says uh, the target must follow a command that can be done in one round. Okay. What is this command? Murder each other. Mmm. Tasty. All right. Delicious. So Tyrus. Tyrus reaches into the warp. Pulls out some power and pushes it into the minds of these creatures nearby. And they all immediately stop in their tracks, like skid to a halt, look at all at each other and just jump on each other in like a flail of fur and feathers and claws. And- yes. Oh boy. All right, they're, they're going to be out for a little while. Well done, Tyrus. Martin, your Thank turn. You. There's still the big boy up in the trees. He's like 30 meters away. Yeah, so he's still in short range. I was going to do a full auto burst with the, the twin-linked auto guns. All right. So that's, you know, minus 10 for the full auto burst, plus 20 for the twin-link. Plus 10 for range. Oh, I, um, so that's actually a two degrees of success, so that... Two degrees of success is a hit. Yeah, but that's still oh. only like two bullets, though, isn't it? I think it's, um, it's one bullet. Or two. No, it's two bullets, yeah, because it's full auto. And um, it's going to try and dodge. It rolls fantastically well, and you fire up there with all fully automatic firing with that um, mounted gun. It sees the shots coming and like ducks to the side. 
bullets just shatter wood and send leaf pulp flying everywhere, but it's still still coming. In the enemy's turn, you see like more shapes start to converge from around. It looks like um, there's another like five or so of these things all closing in. Everyone who was who would have been within attacking distance has been dead. There, there's five more that have gotten fairly close, and uh, we'll do the rest of the um, the rest of the distance on their next turn. Yeah, more more creatures coming in. Big dude still in the trees, and uh, possible escape in sight. Next time on, it's probably heresy. Or can we just name rename it to it's probably Argentos? Absolutely not. <laughs> that would be silly. And uh, we, as as this is happening, we cut towards like. Argentos and party sort of like strolling through the jogging through the jungle and it's like the the fog that shrouds the place a lot of times has like parted and there's like brilliant sunshine streaming through the trees like sparkling off all of the morning dew as they all sort of jog happily through the trees with a very clear destination in mind (laughs) (laughs) it's nice and easy for them and immediately cut back to you guys with a slavering horde of creatures closing in. Yeah, I don't know if they're close enough to hear the full lot of gunfire. I think they, they'd actually hear like a... The very background. And then Argendos is like, oh, they have woodpeckers here too. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You did go the opposite direction. <laughs> At least part of our plan is going according to plan. Yes. Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon or by emailing itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you for your sacrifice.